The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher indeed, everyone. Happy Furbulous Friday and welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Woo! It's fabulous. <laughs> it's fabulous. I've been, I've been, I've been, Pink missing my house. All Pink missing. <laughs> oh yes. Oh my gosh. I got out my Elle Woods doll <laughs> and her little pink sofa. I haven't seen that one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I haven't. If you go to my social media, Bernadette Fiaschetti on Instagram, um, one life you'll see that uh, she talks, and you press a button and. Not Putin. Uh-huh. You press a button, eh? You press the button. You do press a button. <laughs> Don't you love it when you screw up and you can laugh at yourself? I love laughing at myself. Uh, I do. Yeah. It's um. fun. It's fun. <laughs> I and silence. I, I know. Yeah, what's up with that, you None guys? None of us are going to touch that, Vern. None of us. I know. We could say no. What are you saying? No, you said I like to laugh at myself, and I we could say that we like to laugh at you too. Exactly. Well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I, you know, I love that. I, I, you know, I'm I'm like a duck. You know, I let stuff typically roll right <laughs> off my back. <laughs> Depends upon what it is, though. Sometimes I can get a little cantankerous about certain things, like everybody. It's called being human. But, uh, um, you know, uh, I love being here, and I love doing this show. And at the half, we have one of our favorite people, or people. <laughs> what is wrong with me? No, I, I have know. not been drinking or smoking or anything, you know. <laughs> I'm just here. But I am. I'm very happy today. I am. I've been decorating my house all morning getting ready for Thanksgiving and my two girls are going to be here and I'm going to cook and we're going to have fun and we're going to do the turkey trot and just, you know, all these fun Thanksgiving holiday things because I miss my kids. I really do. Um, and so, yeah, but at the, at the half, we've got Autumn Connolly coming on. She's going to be talking about tips for winter gardening. Jer, I'm sure you'll have a lot to add to that, right? Mr. Gardener yourself? Uh, we shall see. Well, I'm we'll sure. see. All right. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah. Well, first up, though, we've got Maura Davies. Hey, Maura, how are you? Hi there. I'm great. <laughs> Good. Have you started decorating yet, or am I the only weirdo here? Um, weirdo. Well, I have Thanksgiving up right now. I'm one of those people who are like, this is Thanksgiving now. And my daughter this morning was, like, fussing at me saying, Mom, everyone, all of my friends' moms have Christmas stuff up. I'm like, please wait. I have right. both. I, d I, d I, I don't... I, I'm yeah. I, I'm on that 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 right yeah. there. It's like we have Halloween, then we have Thanksgiving, then we can deal with Christmas. Yeah, I have both. Yeah. I have a big I have a big hot pink pumpkin um, on top of my refrigerator with my stuffed cat. You know, um, that was kind of Halloweenish, but carries over into Thanksgiving. And I try to incorporate the two always with some pumpkins. And then after Thanksgiving, I typically will remove the pumpkins. 
So, you know, I do like a little mix of both. But I don't have time to, to switch over as much. And I don't have, here's the thing, if I'm being honest, I'm not a big, I was born actually on Thanksgiving. Speaking of Thanksgiving, it's one of my favorite holiday, holidays because I love to cook and I love family. And, and it's I love your birthday. Football. People used to bring you presents. Well, it's like well, Thanksgiving no, is burn day. Well, not really because it changes every year. But um, But it's football too. So, yeah, I mean, it's some of my favorite things. But I'm not a big fan of the color orange or brown. So, mm, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the fall decor. Co- yeah, me either. I, I don't, don't do fall decor. It's not I can't get I I mean, I guess I could if I wanted to transform my home whole house and like take those colors and do something modern with it, but I'm kind of funny aesthetically. Uh I things have to look they have to look right for me and those are two colors that I'm not really attracted to. I, I dig the fall colors. I like all of the the, you know, natural uh earth tones. I do too, for. but not but not orange and brown, and that the way the they're mixed up with red and the, you know, with like a, I'm thinking of a typical turkey decoration, you know, that you'd see it like uh, where, <laughs> party Hobby city, Lobby or Michael's. Yeah. party city, yeah, uh-huh. and then I don't like cheap. Hobby I don't like Lobby. cheap stuff, and so uh, it, it's hard to find like real cool. You know, it's hard to find really beautiful. I think I don't know, Maura, You tell me, where do you get the best uh, Thanksgiving decorations and decor? Oh. Oh, my gosh, all over the place. Like, I'm a hodgepodge kind of a dec- decor person. I mean, they're like, mm-hmm. pick a decor place. I'm at the the dollar twenty-five store, whatever the heck it is now, dollar fifty store, dollar store. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you <like>. know what? <laughs> because if you've got good taste, you can shop anywhere, girlfriends out there listening <laughs> and boyfriends. I'm sorry. I'm still laughing <laughs> yeah. at the fact that we don't know what to call a five and dime anymore. And, yes, I am that old. <laughs> yes. Oh. I miss the five and dime. Let's just call it that. I totally am with you. But yeah, that from like decor stores to like online places, making stuff, sentimental stuff, like family things. Like I'm a a hodgepodge. I'm a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) even, you know, you can take, I I dress that way. I'll take like a, Something that I bought at Target and mix it with a nice top, you know, a nicer top or, you know, I, I always got to, I love nice shoes, you know, never pays to buy cheap shoes. It just doesn't. They're that's, so uncomfortable that's and they don't the last. Way, uh, that's kind of the, the way Brits like to dress, you know, Americans yeah. want to make sure that everything is all color coordinated. Everything's matchy matchy. You got mm-hmm. the right accessories. Whereas the, the British will have a nice shirt, a nice pair of pants and a nice cotty yeah. and they'll just put all those on and they look smashing. Yeah, and a badass yep. pair of boots or something, or really right. cool shoes. Yeah, I'm all about that. My mom always told me that uh, that cheap shoes make your feet smell. Well, and they're bad for the environment because they don't last. You're better off paying for a high-quality pair of shoes that mold with your feet over time and last, and you get them rehealed like Dino's. I think that's the only place I ever go. I think everybody in this town yeah. goes to Dino's. But I think it's the mold yeah. that smells bad when it gets on your Well, leather, well, it de- I mean, honestly, <laughs> fake leather shoes don't breathe. They don't breathe. They make your, yeah. yeah so. Although, yeah, and you can get them at denim. I have a pair of denim boots that I love, you know. <laughs> Are there rhinestones on them? No, 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 no. I'm not a rhinestone kind of girl. <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry, puppies. Uh, anyway, oh. <laughs> puppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to get to that. I was looking for a segue. So, well, I. Oh, but back to your Thanksgiving and Christmas. There's a little meme going around, and it's a turkey saying, "Wait your turn, Batman." <laughs> Talking <See>? to Santa. <laughs> See. <laughs> uh, oh my.
my gosh. I'm not cooking a turkey. If my, my, my youngest daughter and myself uh, don't eat meat, uh, but my oldest daughter does, so she's going to cook the turkey, I guess, for she and her fiancé. She's getting married in <laughs> January. Oh, my gosh. But uh, it's so great to be here, and I love Fridays. Fabulous Fridays are the most fun time of the, of the week. They really are, especially with Maura Davies. She's the Vice President for Marketing and Communications at the SPCA of Texas. Uh, that's the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, and we all need to prevent cruelty to animals and one another. Their website is, uh, is simply spca.org. That's spca.org or on Instagram at SPCA Texas. We're talking about 10 tips for the first 30 days after adopting a dog. So, Maura, uh, we've been talking a lot about Jerry's two new puppies all week. So our topic today, as I just said, is the 10 tips for the first 30 days after adopting a dog from PetMD.com. The first tip is be patient. What types of behaviors do we need to watch out for with our new baby puppies while they adjust to their new home? Oh, my goodness. Patience is, I think, one of the many sides of the multivariate coin of love. So being patient is so important, and that's why it's the first thing. So um, give your dog time to adjust. Let them get to know what the smells are, where things are. Are Everything is going to be new. Imagine if you walked into a place and you you were... even just imagine being a kid, you're walking into a new place, everything is wondrous and wonderful and also can be scary. Like when new yeah. people come in, who's that? Other animals. Oh my gosh, who's that? New smells. So make sure that you try to keep interactions positive. Don't force anything, but just be patient and let the, the, your puppy go at their pace. Yeah. Well, they don't understand what's going on. And I say not just children don't like change. Adults don't like change. And and when they can't speak the language, they have to go by their intuition. So be patient. Yes, be patient and kind. So uh, tip number two is to establish a routine. Let's talk about that. Yes, this is incredibly important, especially just right from the get-go. So um, you want that calm. First, you have your calm environment. It's organized. Um, Make sure that you know that your puppy knows you get up, it's time for food, it's time for whether it's a walk, whether if they're vaccinated, if they're not yet, going out into that backyard safe space if you have it or another green space, um, and making sure who's responsible for each task. So if you're disorganized, they're going to feel the disorganization and the stress can lead to anxiety and unwanted behaviors. So a, a routine, it's dropping structure down around that sweet puppy. You let them know that, okay, human is up that means food in my bowl food in my bowl means outside the potty mm-hmm. and you know keep on going through the day whether you're going to create train or if you're not make those choices establish that set order and you're going to create a beautiful a much more beautiful environment for everyone yeah i couldn't agree more jerry how's it going with the potty training it's day three or four right maybe day five uh the potty training is we're, we're not quite to full-on potty training yet right now we're just but they're only seven weeks old, right? So they can't uh, even hold their pee yet. They'll, they'll, they'll be eight weeks old, like, uh, here very soon. But, yeah. yeah. So, basically, what we're working on now is don't pee on the place where you sleep. Mm, We've got some pee pads on the awesome. other side of the kitchen. You know, it's like four or five steps away. Go over there, do your business on there, then come back to the blankets. We're working on that, and we're doing pretty good. What about crate training? Should that be something that's incorporated early, if that's what you're going to do, uh, Maura? Yes. Uh, it, absolutely, because you can make that crate a really lovely, warm place with snuggly blankets and favorite toys. But a lot of people do this. Uh, if they have a puppy, they'll get the larger crate 
and you can actually get like a subdivider for the crate so you can mm -hmm. gradually mm -hmm. increase the size as your puppy grows and then you can make that um, make sure that they're in the crate for short periods of time at first make sure it's really comfortable but you got to be real gradual about that so make sure that the crate is not associated with pee pee time mm -hmm. <laughs> right. yeah i know that's difficult to do you know speaking of crates jerry uh if you, I, 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 I've got an extra crate if you need one, if you want one. And it's got that divider in it, too. Uh, we've, um, we've had people wanting to donate us crates. we got one sitting outside. We're getting ready to clean it up. So oh good, I appreciate good. it. Good. All right. Well, you know what? We need to go to break, and we'll be right back. More coming up with more Davies and the SPCA of Texas. That's the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Stay tuned. You're listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, parakeet. <laughs> We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body, yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts, and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. Happy Furbulous Friday. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti, along with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Maura Davies. We are continuing our uh, live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're talking about 10 tips for the first 30 days after adopting a dog from PetMD.com. Okay, so we talked about being patient, being kind. We talked about establishing a routine. Tip number three is to gradually introduce your new pup to your other pups. How do we do that, Maura? Oh, this is another important one. So make sure that this is a very, very deliberate process. Make it step by step. It's not a one-time event. So um, there is a ton you can read up on this. You can always call your veterinarian and ask questions if you need, but make sure that you're keeping everybody safe, that you know everybody's personalities, that you're really attuned to dog body language. That's a lot to go into that with, but here's some general comments here. So make sure that you always use positive reinforcements. 
Um, never negative. That's your dog is going to think they're, you're just mean. Um, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wait till they do something right and give them a treat, a pet. <laughs> Um, make sure that if there are any act, uh, interactions where either dog is showing signs of fear or aggression, take them away from each other and try again later when they're calm. Um, speaking of that, it's often best to do that on neutral territory so nobody's feeling like, well, this is mine. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, then yeah. make sure that you make sure everyone has plenty of breaks and don't force anything on them. Um, don't leave your resident dogs toys and stuff around new puppy can come in start playing with it resident dog can say wait a second that's mine and uh, make sure you give them that plenty of space and time and do not uh, ignore signs of a poor encounter and just continue the interaction make sure you give them the best start and make sure everybody can make friends even if that means keeping them separate for a while in separate rooms Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I think that's all great advice it is, um, and, and it's important. Tip number four is to establish crate training as soon as possible. We already touched on crate training, but let me ask you this, because Maura, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Marie asked this, too. She said, do we have to crate train our pets? I said, no, you don't have to. It depends upon, you know, your lifestyle or, you know, I, I don't know. There's a lot of different factors that can factor in, but you do not have to crate train our pets, right? You do not have to. That is a choice. Um, and it's also really important to know that uh, it's it's important to not leave your pets crated for too long if you're choosing to crate oh, them. It yeah. can be a really wonderful thing, but it's not meant to be a replacement for, I'm gone for 12 hours, let me just put mm-hmm. them in the crate. Yeah, I think a lot of people are quite abusive with it, actually. I've heard stories that like, oh, my God, how did you do that? That is so wrong. You can't just leave for work in the morning and leave your dog in a cage all day long and expect them to be normal. I mean, that's just cruel. It's it's far better to find one smaller room, even if it's a bathroom. Mm -hmm. Get them acclimated to the bathroom. Let them gradually get into different parts of your apartment or home um, and make sure you're giving them treats and positive reinforcement for doing for being a good boy or a good girl um, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's puppy puppy proofing is baby proofing for dogs you got to mm-hmm. do it even yeah. for adult dogs it's important yeah. if you leave if you leave your my husband found this the hard way he has a bite guard because he grinds his teeth at night this is so disgusting. I'm sorry I'm telling you this. But oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> and guess, guess whose dog ate it? And I'm like, well, that's on you, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. It's funny. You know, uh, I, I, you're, I'm always trying to figure out how to prevent the dogs from ruining this piece of furniture or the couch or whatever. I just ordered these little plastic prickly things to put on the couch because I'm finally going to get brave enough to put the couch back in the living room. I had it staged for a big fundraiser anyway, and so I'm afraid Dean is one of the worst. My cat, he likes to pee on stuff that's been moved in the house, you know, and I'm like, dude, God, you know. I don't know what to do about it. I really don't. I'm hoping these little uh, plastic prickly things I'm going to set on top of the sofa will keep him from wanting to pee on it. I hope so. Oh, Oh, sweet Dean. (laughs) He's here. He's here licking his paws and, you know, just hanging out with us on uh, Furbulous Friday. Okay, so. Silently um, judging us all. (laughs) (laughs) Tip number five is to provide necessary enrichment. I love this one, and I think a lot of people forget that they need to play, too. Our pets need mental activity and stimulation. What do you say, Maura? Oh, 100%, yes. That uh, Having enrichment in different ways is so critical to an animal's health. Um, It's like if you stick a person 
in a deprivation tank. They're going to be miserable. Um, you want to have you, your animal needs things like appropriate bedding, various kinds of toys, um, interactions that help your dog, in this case, be really comfortable. So yeah. uh, dogs like to do things like forage. So you can make something called a snuffle mat um, mm-hmm. where you like you can tie a bunch of fabric to um, uh, a grid or a box and have them explore things. Let them exhibit natural dog behaviors. Yeah. Make it okay. That is going to make their life better. So if you have a big time chewer like I do, make sure your their toys are super durable. Oh yeah. And they're not going to break their teeth. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to consider. A lot. There. Yeah. And make sure they don't. They're not like they're really for dogs because a lot of those can have little buttons and eyes in them, and mm-hmm. they could choke you. It's a yeah. choking hazard. But I think it's important too. So if they're happier, they sleep better. Their downtime is when they sleep, just like us. And they like, uh, you know, we we're we're watching television, we're on our phones, we're having conversations, you know. And especially if you have just one dog, it's really important. Um, tip number yes. six is to find. Um, or excuse me, I already did that one. Uh, oh no, 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 I didn't. Tip number six is to find a positive enrichment enrichment dog trainer how does that work well if you are looking to um, get an outside trainer make sure that they're using positive reinforcement only if you're going to do it yourself make sure that you're only using positive reinforcement i mentioned this several times because it's so important it no training should be painful aggressive harmful no Uh, that can lead to be problem behaviors the animal suffers you're going to be upset everybody loses so if you are going to choose a trainer or a training class be smart, interview everyone, watch a class if you can. Mm-hmm. There are tons of amazing trainers out there. Make sure you choose the right thing for your pet. That's right. And none of those collars that pinch you, right? Isn't that a bad, that's a telltale sign, like a red flag if they want you to use one of those? I am not a fan of those. I'm going to tell you that right now. No. <laughs> no, me either. Like They're choke awful. collars? Oh, it's like a, call- well, they got the metal- little tines that kind of, yeah. yeah, that stick yeah. into their, no. yeah, no. And like pinch them. No. They the pinch them. And it's yeah. just, I hate when I see those. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, I if just, you need I just that to control it. your dog, you the one with yeah. the problem. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Because it's like tough love doesn't work. You know, you got to be kind no. and sweet and gentle, right? Tough love doesn't yeah. work on dogs either. Mm. So um, it's, it's, it's passe. <laughs> okay. Tip number seven awesome. is to potty train with positive reinforcement again. Here we go. We talked about this. But, yeah, positive reinforcement, right? Always. Um, and if you, some people have that outdated, and I even hate saying the words because it's so gross and scary to me, the rub their nose in it mentality, oh, yeah. don't do that. Oh, that's going to yeah. harm your dog. It's going to harm your relationship. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's a huge no-no. Um, yeah. Take them outside. It goes back to that routine. Wake right. up, feed them, make sure they have water out, get them outside, wait for them. As soon as they potty, give them lots of love, give them a treat. If they don't potty, try again. Mm-hmm. Just keep making it positive. It does, you know, it makes all the difference in the world, that routine. And that's really, you know, I had Peter, Peter the puppy. I still have him, of course. He's my baby. Um, but I had the most difficult time because of the way he was originally raised, you know, in a cage, allowing to pee and poop all over the place and um, from a puppy mill and then a puppy store uh, in Garland, Texas. And, uh, yeah, but he's finally doing well, you guys. He's doing really, really well. But a lot Good. of it had to do with getting him on a very... Uh, regimented uh, routine where he goes out and eats the same time every day. I'm happy to report he hasn't peed or pooped in the cage in a long time. A really long time. Yay! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he's around a year old now. Yay, Peter the puppy. (coughs) He's such an angel. Honestly. 
He brings so much life into this house. I just love him. Um, tip number eight is to transition to new uh, transition to new food or diet. So how do we do this, Maura, when we have a puppy, um, a new puppy or a mm-hmm. new dog? It's best to be go really careful. You could provide, you could uh, make your dog's stomach upset. You could contribute to them having other issues like GI tract issues, et cetera. So make sure that they, if your if your puppy, if you adopt them and they're on a current diet. Make sure you're asking what that is. Um, at the SPC of Texas, we provide a little bit of a sample to go with you. We have talked to people about this. If you're going to switch, we understand. Make sure that you are doing that gradually, so a little bit of the time changing over. Um, and that process can take up to two weeks, so go real slow. That yeah. will reduce the chances of upset stomach or diarrhea. Yeah, I'm making some homemade blueberry doggy treats this weekend mm. with blueberries, mm. and they got peanut butter, and I'm going to put some uh, Makuna uh, protein in there to give them a little bit of amino acids to go with it, and uh, or any protein, any any protein powder. But you Can know, you make me some of those. <laughs> well, like, you know what? Like for I me, might. yeah. Well, everything so in them is, is well. They're all um, food grade, you know, like food grade, human grade, absolutely. I'll, I'll bring them to the. Uh, I'm coming in on Tuesday. I'll bring them. You, we can te- test them live on the air. <laughs> I'm not afraid well, to eat I dog have, treats. <laughs> I either. have a question about the food, though, because I feel like, I mean, we all like variety. I can't imagine that dogs don't like variety, I know. too. So, why is it bad to mix up the food for your pet? Well, you can you can maybe mix up their treats, but keep their food the same. That'll kind of give them a good baseline in their stomach. Yeah. I'm not a veterinarian, but my best answer yeah. on here is yeah. um, there are tons of natural treats you can make, like just baked sweet potatoes. Don't put salt or pepper on them, just maybe a teeny bit of olive oil. Um, bake those. There are tons that you can get that are really safe and for dogs. So you can, you can have lots of little treats. There are um, human foods that are okay for dogs. There's a lot that aren't. So just do research, and yeah. that will give them some variety. Yeah, I think so, too. Tip number nine is that physical and mental health are key. I could not agree more. I mean, think about what it, what you know, they now consider exercise actually a drug. Did you know that? The yeah. British uh, Medical Journal? Yeah, good. the BMJ. Yeah, it is It is definitely a drug that helps your mental and physical wellness, and it, it's the same for any animal. We're all, uh, we're mammals. We got to move, right? We have to keep our, our, our senses sharp through exercise. Yes. Yeah. And dogs need the same. I mean, it's the yeah. same thing. Dogs need good physical exercise, um, but it's also mental stimulation. So if you're walking and they're sniffing the grass, please don't pull them along. Let them smell. That's just another. That's part right. Of yeah. Especially yeah. if they've been, you know, in cooped up inside all day. That walk oh, yeah. is, is just as much for them as you. And that's part that's, of it for them. Absolutely. Yes. And and we all need to stop and smell the roses. All of us. So it's that's another <laughs> thing our dog can teach us. Right. It's P-mail. <laughs> yeah. Remember? P-mail. Yeah, Give me some P-mail. <laughs> All right, and and we and we got to go to break. But uh, the ten on this list, last tip is uh, establish a veterinarian partnership because you want a good veterinarian uh, when you need them. And you know, if you establish a really good, you know, relationship, uh, sometimes they'll come in on the weekends or even late at night to help you out in an emergency situation if you get the right um, gal or guy. So yeah, and we need more veterinarians out there. So if you're young and you're wondering what you need to do, what what career path you're going to take and you love animals, maybe consider being a veterinarian. There's a shortage of them in the U.S. right now. So not yes. sure about the other countries in the world, but uh, we're going to break. And Autumn Maura- just joined us, by the way. Oh, hi, Autumn. I, hey, Autumn. <laughs> hey. Autumn, hey. Maura, Maura, Autumn. Maura, uh, yeah, they know Hello. each other. 
That's so cool. That And we're all animal lovers, and we're all on the Yay. air together. I love that. <laughs> I sound like a New Yorker so bad right now. Oh, Autumn, I need to send you pictures of my puppies, too. Oh, you have puppies? Yeah, I just got new puppies. <clears throat> two new puppies. Multiple and puppies? Yes, we're, two yeah. puppies. I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> yep, he got two, and I love it. I really do. But uh, uh, Maura, we'll say goodbye, and thank you so much. Have a fabulous weekend, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. you. Y'all do. All right. Uh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. And so, Autumn, I, we're going to break, and when we come back, we're coming back with you. Tips for winter gardening. <laughs> I'm a little like, <laughs> we'll be right back. You are listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Hey everyone, I have to share a story about how amazing TerraFlora Advanced Care is for gut health. So my friend Liz contracted a debilitating intestinal bacterial infection about a month ago. Her doctor told her she could have died if left untreated. He prescribed a strong antibiotic that treated her infection, but unfortunately left her with terrible stomach bloating along with other intestinal issues. I recommended that she take TerraFlora Advanced Care to help her replenish the good gut bacteria lost by taking the antibiotic. Liz said she could tell the difference in her gut immediately after taking the advanced care. Her stomach bloating went away and she could feel her gut working the way it's supposed to. She says TerraFlora Advanced Care has been a game changer and she won't go without it. I hear stories like this all the time about TerraFlora Advanced Care and all the TerraFlora probiotics. I have been taking them for years myself and I encourage everyone to visit Enviromedica.com to see their full line of probiotics and find the one that's right for you. That's Enviromedica.com. Children's Health Defense, led by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is devoted to the health of all people and the planet. Their team fights tirelessly against the public health policies, practices, and mandates that are harming our health and threatening our medical freedoms. Children's Health Defense steps in where others fear to tread. Visit childrenshealthdefense.org and tune in every Monday for health freedom news and views with the president of Children's Health Defense, Mary Holland. Contagiously positive, One Life Radio is back. Fabulous Friday, everyone, and welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry and Marie and Autumn. Autumn Connolly lives in the Sky Islands of Arizona with her four kiddos and her animal babies. She is the creator of Anvil Traditional Healing, a company dedicated to restoring microbiome health through diet. Autumn is also a self-taught vegan chef, a cereal gardener, and an avid believer in and a teacher of the healing powers of meditation. You can find Autumn Autumn at meditatewithautumn at gmail.com or her website, anvilletraditionalhealing.com. And her products are also so sold on, that's hard to say, also sold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Tongue twister. laughs> it is a tongue twister on Amazon. Okay. Today we're talking about tips for winter gardening. I didn't even really think you can garden in the winter. So I'm, I'm very anxious to talk about this. Is it possible, Autumn, to have a garden in the wintertime? Outside, not inside, because I know inside you can always grow stuff, right? But what about outside? Yes, you can do stuff outside for sure. And then some of the stuff over the winter, you are doing it inside, but it's the prep 
for putting it outside come early spring. Oh. So there is always gardening happening should you want to um, right. really, really um, get the most benefit, the highest yield out of the plants that you're planting, you know, if you're expecting to garden. I mean, yeah. If you're gardening for even flowers, a lot of well, them do better when you start stuff inside. Yeah, and you got to start way ahead of time. That's the thing about gardening. I always say, oh, I want to grow with this or that. And I'm like, damn it, Jim, I missed the window. You know, I yeah, keep missing the window. Yeah, it's all a game. Of, it is a timing game. And, um, it is. I find a lot of stuff gets done over the winter um, that is and and you know I get I get such better results when it's something that I've really nurtured through the winter months. Wow, what are some of your favorite plants to nurture that grow well? Uh, well, right now, so one of the things I wanted to talk about are trees. Now is a fantastic time to start any trees inside, and there are a lot of really fast-growing trees. Hmm. And so I'm starting um, two different varieties of trees in my house and one of them has already sprouted it's very exciting but you can I mean you can start any kind of tree you know you can start a lemon tree or an orange tree just from seeds that you have at home I personally started some yeah and we have a lemon tree in our apartment yeah I mean from started at home and that way by springtime so what you want to do is you want to plant it you know after there's any freeze but at the earliest possible chance because something like a lemon tree it needs a lot of time to get settled into the ground before the next winter so that it doesn't freeze then ah. are we can we have lemon trees in in uh in texas jerry yeah you can have them in texas <laughs> but they've got to be established well yes I, uh, sorry, sorry i, I was i, I was Talking to Anna. What, what uh, was that? Um, I, because I asked Jerry and not you. Now, no, no disrespect there, Autumn. Only because he li- he grows stuff and he lives in Texas. And I know you used to live in Texas, but I didn't. I went to Jerry instead of you. But uh, and Jerry <laughs> deaf eared me. No, he was. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but so I'm fascinated with this whole lemon tree stuff because I love to grow things and I get so excited when I grow something and it actually grows. So you're telling me I can take some lemon seeds and then like what soak them in water or what do I do to do with them to get them sprouted in order to put them in soil and grow them into a little tiny tree that I can put out in the spring. <laughs> just just plant them in a little starter pot, just like you would anything a else. Starter pot with yeah. just yeah. yeah. Do you have do you put them under the soil or on top of the soil or just right under the soil? How do you do under. it? Yeah, right under. under. So mm, you're... I like to start them in like a wet paper towel, and then once they have a little tail on, once the seed has a little tail, then you can put it in a. Wow. That's yeah, that so scarifies cool. them a little bit. Just makes the shell easier to to break through. Oh, your best yeah. gardening tool that you have is your finger. Really? Yeah. So, How yeah. so? So you know, uh, people tell you plant it, plant this this deep and that that deep. Um, basically, you have a one knuckle or a two knuckle seed. Okay. Is, is a lemon tree a one-knuckle or a two-knuckle seed? I prefer two-knuckles. Two-knuckles. Hmm. I was going to say one-knuckle. Uh, Autumn, what do you say? One-knuckle, two-knuckle. <laughs> um, I tend to think of the roots of the plant. You know, it's like which, whatever plants, like trees, but you want to plant them a little bit deeper. They're a hardier thing, you know, than like a lettuce. A lettuce you'd plant at the very surface. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, so. and, and so you put a little lemon tree sprout in uh, in a little planter thing um, with, with some nice, good quality organic dirt. And then is it an organic, uh, is it an organic lemon tree? <laughs> you yeah. do that? I mean, no. Well, I mean, it's carbon-based, so technically it, it, it's, it's organic. Okay. And then so it needs lots of little sunshine, right, in the window. 
Yes. Sunshine, but you don't want to keep it too close to the window in the winter because it will get cold and lemon trees do like to be warm. You get a broad ah. spectrum grow light, which you can get inexpensively. Yeah. Uh, you can get LED versions, which don't oh, cost fun. a whole lot of money to run. And, you know, yeah, you give it uh, 12 on, 12 off. That's good to sprout them. Ah, yeah, that's great. Uh, those lights will keep stuff trucking all winter long. We really like them. I think that growing stuff makes you smarter, too. Am I wrong? Uh, people I know that grow stuff are really smart. Well, who's to say? Maybe just smarter people grow stuff. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I love it. Where's my survival book I have around here somewhere? <laughs> it's good to learn a new skill, too. You know, if you've never gardened before, it's good for your brain. I know. That's right. right. Oh, my sure. <laughs> small joys in it you know it's uh there's such small joys in gardening i mean when I those know. when my when the the tree seeds that i just planted i think i planted them last week but i soaked them for a couple of days and i you know there's this whole little process and man when i saw those little sprouts coming out of the dirt it was like a party you know oh, like wow. me and absolutely my little kids we were like whoa this is greatness you How know with my little my two-year-old was kissing them all Oh, my God, how cute. If you go that to the store and you pick up a vegetable or even a fruit and you like it, plant it seeds. Okay. Just give yeah. it a shot. Look it up. See what it needs. They're usually pretty easy. All right. When we, when we get back from break, we're talking avocados. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll be, we'll be right back, everyone. Stay tuned. We're talking avocados when we get back. <laughs> you are listening to One Life Radio. Radio. <laughs> You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The courage to face COVID-19, preventing hospitalization and death while battling the biopharmaceutical complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and The Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the Earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the Earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Oh my gosh, we're having too much fun. 
Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Autumn Connolly. Autumn Connolly is an amazing girl. She is a self-taught vegan chef, a cereal gardener, and an avid believer in and a teacher of the healing powers of meditation. Um, you can find her at meditatewithautumn at gmail.com or her website, Anvil Traditional Healing, and you can find her products at amazon.com as well. And uh, so we're talking about tips for winter gardening. We were talking about lemon seeds and sprouting them before the break, and then we went to avocados. So avocados, what's the best way to sprout an avocado? Um, who wants to take this one? <laughs> I don't know. I have an avocado. Okay, let me say this. I, have, I bought an avocado vase that you stick the avocado seed yeah. on the top, and you fill it with water, and I thought it was super cool, and okay. it's pink. You, yeah. do, you, you can do that. The, okay. All you have to do is get, like, the bottom of the avocado pit to touch water for long enough for it to sprout. Okay. Yeah. And so and a lot of people like to do like the potato method where you put a couple of toothpicks into it uh-huh. and set it down on the mouth of a jar. Mm-hmm. Um, you but can do you that. Have a base, that's the best idea. Yeah. yeah or you can just sit on top of that as long as its butt is in the water. That's that's really all you need. Yeah. What about the water, the quality of the water? Should it be distilled water? I wouldn't think tap water is very healthy. Should it bring spring be spring water? Um, Whatever you, kind of water you want to put on it that's not brackish. I uh, yeah. find tap water to be fine to sprout plants. That's uh-huh. not what? What was the word you used? Brackish? Yeah. What is brackish? Uh, brackish is where the water is, is the level of water that you don't want to drink. So from brackish yeah. forward, that can mean that it's been mixed with salt water. That can mean that it's muddy. Uh, that can mean it's been sitting for too long and it's got funky stuff growing in it. Oh, yeah. You don't want to do that. So you yeah. just want to change the water in the vase anytime it looks. I, mean, I would change it every couple of days. Really. Yeah. Oh, really? So oh, yeah. when it gets funky, you change the water? Yeah, it'll, it'll get cloudy because stuff will okay. want to, you know. Want to grow in it? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's pretty cool. I think I'm going to do that, too. I'm going to have so much fun. It's so fun to grow stuff. I'm not going to go into my watermelon story like I have so many times, but I want to <laughs> stick to the topic. <laughs> 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 Don't touch the watermelon too much, Bernie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had to do my friend. God rest her soul. She passed away a few years ago. My friend Ines, that girl could grow anything just like you, Autumn. I'm attracted to growers. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a joke there. I'm leave that one alone. I know there is. I know you're going there. But uh, growing plants, I should say. Okay, so let's get serious here. Okay, so uh, how do we protect our garden during winter storms if it's outside? Or let's, where do you want to start with this? We've got about seven minutes, and I want I want people oh, to really get some good takeaway here. You know, in the winter, I really just like to, I like to let what go, you know, what would naturally go away, go away for the most part. You know, that's kind of the, the nature of things. Uh-huh. But something, there are some um, things like kale, collard greens, Swiss chard, that they'll, and they'll survive through some pretty horrible conditions. Mm-hmm. And um, what I personally do is I plant things over them that then die before winter, and so they have a cover of, like, dead leaves and dead vines. But you can also use any sort of um, winterizing cloth. You know, even mm-hmm. a sheet will work if it's not touching them. But anything just so that frost doesn't accumulate mm-hmm. on some of these hardier things will mm-hmm. do just fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they also even, you know, like 
they have these wonderful little um, easy-to-put-together greenhouses now that just kind of pop up. You can put them around your garden bed, over your garden bed, so you can keep herbs and stuff sort of going throughout the winter. Um, There's all kinds of options if you already have an established garden, ways to keep it going. You know, some things will hobble along, other things will do just fine, and some things may not make it at all, but it's better than nothing. Even in freezing temperatures? Yeah, I mean these greenhouses. So they what a lot of there are a lot of plants that withstand freezing temperatures. What they don't like is they just don't like the frost, the condensation freezing on the right. actual plant. Ah, so okay. Um, but if you have protection from it through a, a greenhouse or weatherizing fabric or something like that, then mm-hmm. they do pretty well. I mean, I've been successfully able to keep Swiss chard and collard greens and bok choy and kale going all year long unless for some reason my cover was open or came off or mm. something like that so, and then it will freeze up pretty quickly so remember um, the ground stays at about 55 degrees fahrenheit right and if you cover it especially in something that's like a greenhouse that lets the sunlight in that's going to warm mm-hmm. the air on top mm-hmm. of it significantly more because there won't be any wind and extra moisture mm-hmm. blowing past it pulling heat out of the ground so it'll it'll have to get pretty cold to get yeah. too cold inside yeah. of one of those little greenhouse things. Huh. Well, um, let me ask you this. Uh, do you water as much in the wintertime as you do in the summer or more? No. No, I water less. Now, so a lot of plants, what they want. So the reason that plants will freeze in the, in the winter is because they'll freeze and die is because their roots get shriveled up from not having any water. So there is a balance. You still want to give them some water. You don't want their roots to be completely dry because the water acts as an insulation barrier so that the the roots don't freeze entirely. So even things that are um, maybe looked at on the surface, you still want to give them a little taste of water here and there. My, Mm -hmm. I tend to water everything in my yard at least once a week. Okay. in the winter but it'll be a short water it'll be a short water and then there's a few things that i know especially potted plants i'll water them a little bit more frequently mm-hmm. because the potted plants get colder yeah. but i mean they look dead on the top you know i'm just doing yeah to keep them um, alive underneath so that they come back in the spring yeah i'm worried about my one magnolia tree maybe you and i can have a conversation off the air about it uh it got really over the summer, the three of them are doing well. There's one that got hit by lightning that came completely back from a couple of years ago, but it's struggle. It's struggling. awesome. It's a superhero yeah. now. Yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> but you know, I'm looking at the clock and I don't want to run out of time. Is there like a? Um, is there a? Hold on, I'm going to come up with the right words here. I hope, <laughs> Bernadette, come on. <laughs> Is there a mantra for planting things? I was going to be more creative, but I'm having trouble <laughs> coming up with something. What are we what, growing things? Okay, is there a, a mantra for growing things that you uh, maybe sing to your plants? Well, let's just say I sing everything to my plants, <laughs> but. Um, I do, I've been practicing a mantra for the last couple of weeks and I do find it to be a good one for when winter comes and it's sort of a general, it's a general protection. It's a, it's a mantra that offers, um, protection from just your surroundings, from your environment. It um, tends to, uh, it tends to, I think, uh, reinforce the connection of everything, you know, like most mantras do, but this one in Uh particular, it's a great reminder that, um, um, 
God, nature, spirit, source is both the creator and the destroyer. Something easy to see along winter time. You know, it's like it's sometimes when you see when things seem like they're dead, right? You know, there's actually so much more taking place in areas where you Mm -hmm. can't actually see, and it's all going to come back and flourish in some other form, some other way, some other time, and it's. Um, you know, it's less of a death, more of a transformation. Mm. You see why I love this girl, you guys out there listening. I just love this girl. I always have from the moment I met her. She's just super cool. <laughs> how much time do we have, Jerry? And how long is the mantra? Autumn, let's get, let's knock this out. We've got about 10 seconds to the music. Ah, shoot. Oh. Damn it, Jim. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, give us a mini version and then uh, I'll cut you off when okay. I have to. Okay. Go binde mu kande hu dare apare. Hariang, hariang, nename akame. That's so pretty. That is so pretty. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and I love that. I do too. Okay, next time you're on in two weeks, we want to hear the whole thing. In fact, we may okay. sing the whole. How about we do that? We're just going to sing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> karaoke Friday. Yeah, sing and talk, talk and sing. That's what we're going to do. Mantra uh, karaoke. Ma- that's right. Mantra karaoke, everyone. I'll, I'll have to <laughs> practice one. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not guaranteeing I'll have the, you know what, to do it. But we'll see. All right. Everyone, it's Friday, and it's a fabulous Friday uh, on top of that. So have a wonderful weekend, Autumn. Thank you so much, everyone. You can reach Autumn at meditatewithautumn at gmail.com. I'll talk to you later, sister. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Driving past the post. <laughs> <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And you we lost one... it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Go All now. Right. Go now. Bye. One body, one mind, one life. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>